0: Welcome to
1: Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content...
0: We
2: recommend you stop listening right now. Hi Dawn.
3: Hi Dean. Do you know I expected that this was going to be our first ever recorded naked podcast? (laughs) It was pretty close. It was pretty close, but (laughs) we have a good excuse for that. Yes. Today we are talking about the uh, female liquid orgasm, also known Mm, as Squirty Girls.
2: Yes. Or Squirting.
3: (laughs) And... um, that leads into why you were naked but we'll get there in a moment <laughs> we also have a uh, really interesting question of the day about how to get your partner to be more interactive with you mm-hmm. we got a really neat sacred sexuality event that we want to share with people and we have all kinds of
2: other shit going on too we do so yep, i looked at the notes and plenty going on
3: let's start off by talking about a little bit for a moment uh, regarding uh, our last podcast, number 85, which was our MS Question and Answer podcast.
2: Right, and we actually got a lot of feedback with that one.
3: One of the really interesting things that someone said was that it was neat to hear that after 11 years that we still occasionally slip up and you try and justify why you're not obeying or why you're not following direction Um,
2: yeah, she said that, um, she was new and, uh, she had been doing that recently. So she'd been making mistakes and then offering excuses for the mistake instead of just saying, I'm sorry. And, you know, and trying to do it right the next time. So, and yeah, it was kind of shared that I did that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> at the T. <tea. laughs> it's
3: kind of strange to get a compliment that we're, we're or, or get a response that says, Oh gosh, I'm glad to hear you still screw up.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, well, but this I is can reality, see that. right?
3: This mm-hmm. is the reality of living in a long term power exchange relationship. Yeah, we still, any kind of relationship, uh, regardless, we still screw up on occasion. And you own that. We screw up less often than we used to.
2: Right, right. And I don't think that there's ever perfection accomplished because, well, it's not about the ending. It's not about, reaching perfection it's about the journey along the way and I learned something and we tend to learn more by our mistakes so and I made a mistake that evening and and fessed up to it and and I've had people tell me that I shouldn't fess up to it but that whole transparency thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) just seems to come across everywhere so yeah
3: (laughs) we did get some feedback on that podcast that we do that you know, there's somebody that said our best podcasts are the ones that we talk about the power exchange, the MS mm-hmm. dynamics. And we had this brief thought that maybe we should do a spin off podcast <laughs> of just MS topics. But we have other podcast uh, listeners that have given us feedback saying your best podcasts are the ones where you're very general and you talk about all kinds of shit. Uh-huh. And other people who say, oh, your best podcasts are the ones where you talk about sacred sexuality.
2: Right. So, and then someone else mentioned that um, there's already division within the communities. So they liked that. We mix it all up and, you know, talk to everybody.
3: I would say that the the power exchange relationship, the master-slave relationship you and I have is a significant part of our life. And that's why it's part of the podcast. Sacred sexuality is a significant Significant. part of our life. Polyamory. BDSM.
2: Swinging, not so much, but I'm curious about it. <laughs> <Yes>.
3: <laughs> so uh, we'll, we're going to keep going. Our current plan will be to continue Erotic Awakening in the current format. And the, the nice thing, of course, you know, and part of it, the, the great stuff for us is that we get to find out about stuff. Right. That is interesting to us and share that with our audience. Mm-hmm agreed so speaking of stuff that we're going to find interesting it's uh almost time <laughs> now last week i said time to pack for kinky college yes and then we sat around and did yeah, nothing all weekend well,
2: yeah true
3: <laughs> but now it's down to the wire it's a couple days from now we need to leave and go to chicago um, I,
2: I was checking the packing list yeah and i get to add one more thing oh i get to add three more things to the packing list it was sudden. What's yeah, that? well, it is. Well, we've got three new things added since the last time we traveled, and one is the the master GLLA Master 2010 vest, true, and the GLLA or Great Lakes Slave 2010 vest, and your cover.
3: Oh, yeah, my master's cover. Yes. Um. So the truck will continue to get more and more packed.
2: Yeah, you know how I pack. Yes. (laughs) It would be packed. I'll try to leave you some space to see out the window.
3: (laughs) If you are in Chicago and you happen to be going to Kinky College, you'll find us teaching two classes as Uh well as uh, assisting in or being part of three recovery in the lifestyle meetings.
2: Right. We've
3: mentioned that before. It's a 12-step fellowship for people that are... In recovery from a variety, what substance or alcohol Mm -hmm. or whatever.
2: Yep. So, any sort of A. We got A A O A S I A E A N A. Uh. (laughs) I don't really want a
3: 12 step program for E A. That would be like erotic awakening. People that are recovering from the pandemic. No, no, no. (laughs) And I am going to have to talk with Master Z about uh, scheduling a little bit. He's got us teaching flirting at 9 a.m. on Saturday. That is not really my primary flirtation (laughs) time.
2: No, but it'll prep people for the rest of the day. Very good. So, though we do have a class on Friday afternoon, which is our Sensorama, Sacred Sexuality Uh one. I don't know that I want to do that at 9 o'clock in the morning either. So, even flipping them, but... Yeah. Well, maybe that is why, <laughs> why
3: Master Z is an event producer and we are merely presenters. Yes. Because I can see some logic in a 9 a.m. flirting class now that you've said that. Because yep. now, then we can spend the rest of our day and see how it goes. Right. All right. Well, that makes sense. Can... So Kiki <laughs> College right around the corner. Yes. Be, um, before we actually leave for that, though, um, we have to do this podcast. <laughs> I was going to segue somewhere else, but I have no clue where. <laughs> Recently, we got a, uh, a nice message from someone in Las Vegas. Uh, a little, you know,
2: nice feedback. Yes, but it was feedback about you as well this time. <laughs> <laughs> and I just mean with the voice thing. There's yes. a lot of positive feedback on you.
3: There, uh, everybody loves to hear the smile in Dawn's voice during the podcast. And that's great. And I love it, too. And we hear that <laughs> all the time. Everybody loves your giggle, loves your voice. Aww. This time around, though, somebody said they had... The, uh, the sexy Dan deep voice too so about fucking time somebody noticed how right? I notice your voice yeah. all the time so that's nice to hear um,
2: and that just <laughs> <laughs> hey we have an excuse for that we'll explain later
3: that's fantastic I mentioned my nice voice and then I have nothing to say let's move on moving on um, I wanted to mention that, what else we got coming up? Well, there's actually a lot of stuff coming up. There is a lot of stuff coming up. Hey, here's something really interesting, though. Right around the corner, not too far away, is the Spanksgiving event. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned that a few times, got a little more information about that now, and it's just fun to read through this little <laughs> section here. And this, this is in uh, St. Louis, yes. November 19th through Sunday afternoon, November 21st, mm-hmm. and here's what they got. Fire play, mm. water torture, medical play, bondage, suspension, impact play, whips, a separate soft music dungeon, three days of classes. Ooh, we always talk about the food, free late night buffet, the infamous kinky shopping mall, late night private swimming pool access, late night hot tub, and the un-new, all new Saturday and Sunday brunches. Ooh. I wonder if that's <laughs> coincidental that we've put fire play and water torture right next to each other. And I don't then know. medical play. And then <laughs> medical play. <laughs> Burn them, drown them, wrap them up. <laughs> I'm sure that's not how that goes, but it's
2: fun to Probably not.
3: So uh, we've had the opportunity to head out to St. Louis before for uh, Jason's events. Always had a great time. Looking forward to going back to that one. Mm-hmm. Before, so let's get into the question of the day. Enough of that stuff. Okay. So I thought the question of the day was pretty interesting. Um, it is from a female listener, and playing the role of Wicked Belladonna
2: will be Dawn. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> So a partner who experimented more than me in his previous sexual escapades. So that's who she has. That's who she's with now. Mm -hmm. Now that we're together, he seems less interested in experimenting with me, and he seems to want to be loving and less aggressive since we became an actual couple living together. Do you have any recommendations on how I can get him to be more interactive with me in the fetishes I would like to try? So far, the only solution has been that he opened up the relationship on my side, only so I can pursue these options with other safe playmates. But I would really like to do them with him. Lovingly frustrated, wicked Belladonna.
3: So I can absolutely relate with what um, she is feeling that frustration for. Mm-hmm. First off, I want to start off by by complimenting the guy that she's with, by you know him saying well, I don't know if this is my thing and I have enough faith and confidence in our relationship that I'll open it up a little bit Mm -hmm. so you can pursue this with other safe playmates. Yeah. I do dig that. I do respect that. Mm
2: -hmm. As long as he's not passing off the responsibility of the intimate side of the relationship.
3: Right. I know that for you and I, the... Snuggling is more important than me sticking my dick in you in this particular at this point of our relationship. Absolutely, and we've come to understand that some um, of our kinky stuff can be accomplished outside of our relationship if Mm -hmm, need be, mm -hmm. and that's fine. But that being said, I completely dig where she's coming from on this. There's a big difference, and you, I'm sure, can dig that as Mm -hmm. well. There's a big difference between playing with your intimate relationship yes. and playing with somebody that you're not intimate with.
2: Absolutely. It's a whole different energy. I mean, I would never, um, want to give up what I have with you just to do fetishes on the outside or have to do the fetishes on the outside to fulfill all my needs. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that energetic connection with you that, I'm um, at this moment, I don't know that it's possible to have with anybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, it is very intimate where the other stuff, even though I love the play and it's great, there's still a difference.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: So, you know, and sometimes I have to, um, we have to remember that. You know, if I've gone out to a party and played or whatever, you know, I still may come home and go, can we play? (laughs) Because it's different. Absolutely. And and I've fallen into that trap before where Mm -hmm. I was thinking what...
3: You've you just been off with somebody else. You just got your brains fucked up, you know, so that, you know, we don't have to do anything now. And and you're right. It's just not the same sort of thing.
2: Right, right. So, yeah, it's different. So And, and what she's going with is um, he used to be into some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to assume that he was into it when they got together. So now if that was me and – I would take that a little personally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the first thing you got to do is not take it personally. Right. You know, whatever's going on is going on, but don't take it personally. So,
3: and one aspect of this that might be coming into play mm-hmm. is it's one thing to tie up and do a rape fantasy
2: mm-hmm. with your,
3: the chick that you're seeing
2: mm-hmm. or
3: with your girlfriend. Right. But once you've become, once it's your lover, it's the mm-hmm. mother of your children. It's your wife. It's the person you share everything with. Right. You know? There's, sometimes people will shift their perspective of they don't want that woman that they're committed to, they don't want to do all the nasty stuff with them. They want a, a, more of a... Uh, a lovey-dovey relationship. Yeah. yeah. That sometimes happens too. Don't know if that's what's happening here or not. Um,
2: yeah, you know, and and... It gets a little confusing sometimes when it comes to the brain because, you know, a lot of people want the good girl wife, but she's nasty in the bedroom, Mm -hmm. you know? And then it just turns into, I want a good girl wife. And, uh, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) So how does she get him more interested? Well, now
3: here's here's the interesting bit is there... Do you have an answer? No, I don't. I mean, I... I, The reality is you don't make him become more interested. What you do is establish clean, clear communications. Right. Without pressure, without saying, I demand. But saying, you know, we have this relationship. I have these kinks. I know that we're both kink friendly. Mm -hmm. I have these fetishes I want to try. I would love for you to do them with me. Right. And when you put that out there... I don't know that there's a, you know, other than expressing that and, you know, you can negotiate that and say, hey, how about, and and one of the things you and I have done Mm -hmm. is we've said, how about on Thursday we go to the swing club and that's going to be our sexy swing club night and we'll take the rope with us. Mm -hmm. We've decided on occasion we've set up dates. Yes. You know, we're saying this is going to be our rope date or this will be our spanking date.
2: And it gets us out of the house where I, I like what you said one time, you know, our house has turned domestic. Mm-hmm. And it's our working space. We do the podcast here. I do work here. You know, we work on different projects here and, you know, so it's very domestic and, and, you know, families over and whatever. So it's nice to get out and go do something. So, you know, are there parties in your area? Are there munches in your area? Are there, are there something? And even when we go to the swing club and bring the rope, we have yet to invite anybody to join us. It's mm-hmm. just a different space so that we can play. Right. Right. So, yeah, I agree with Dan. Just put it out there. I don't see um, changing someone's mind. And usually the more you push them, the more they resist. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't give up on it. You know, I wouldn't mention it just one time and then forget about it. You know, even though I'm sure the men in our life would love for us to do that. (laughs) But, you know, remind every now and then, if it doesn't seem to be making any progress, just to let them know it's still on your mind. And
3: just to practice for the upcoming class. Mm-hmm. If you need a safe playmate. <laughs> Sorry, that was just
2: too slimy. Well, we didn't ask her where she was from, huh? <laughs> no, this is
3: probably Las Vegas again. No.
2: Oh. <laughs> um,
3: you know, it, and it's unfortunate. I wish, I really wish we could just, if we, we had a nice clean answer from our experience, say, oh, this is... But from our experience, it's been very much negotiated things. There are right. times where I'm just not as kinky as you are. Mm-hmm. There's times when I don't feel like playing. There's times when... Um, I've had less of an interest in doing the the crazy fetish stuff, mm-hmm. and there's times on the other hand, you know, where but we'll put that out there on the table, and we express this is what I would like, this is what you would like. Is mm-hmm. there a common ground? And you know, for us, we found that balance of you know what, let's make sure we we pick a date night every once in a while to go out and engage. Right. And once you get me out of the house, and once you get me started, yes. with a nice big toy bag, and I I'm was going to say that. In space, <laughs> you know, then I'm like ah. You know, now I'm back into it, and this is, you know, getting me going that way.
2: Yes. Not um, all the time. No. Not, depending on the space, the, the situation, the whatever. But uh, more often than not.
3: Oh, you put me in a dungeon, and then mm-hmm. you fire up the, the Willie Nelson, that'll kill the scene right
2: there. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> hope.
3: Yes. Which we've had happen, unfortunately. <laughs> if you have a better answer than we do for this one, or you have a question of the day you'd like us to uh, randomly talk about, you can get a hold of us in a variety of ways. Such as
2: email dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Facebook, erotic awakening, one word. Voicemail two zero six three zero nine zero zero five four. And we've actually got some people that have called it recently. <laughs> <laughs> erotic <Yay! laughs> Erotic Awakening is on FetLife as well. And on Twitter under Dan
3: and Dawn. So that's the contact information bit. Um, and that was the question of the day. Mm-hmm. One of those places that you could take, see, here's a little segue. <laughs> One of the places you could take your frustrated lover out to would be <laughs> the A uh, or the, uh, the four C party. Mm-hmm. And you know what four C stands for?
2: I tried to pronounce it last time. Do you have a different answer? Yes, boatloads of fun. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So
3: this is a party that's happening on December 4th, and it is uh, the Adventures in Sexuality group is getting together with the Purple Rose of Central Ohio group, who's getting around together with the Ohio Kinky Girls Club and the Prestige group and the Fight Club. Yes,
2: a lot of groups from from somewhat central Ohio area. (laughs) And they're getting together, and they're going to throw the Great Winter Party. So, and this happens because people kind of feel like, okay, one big event just ended mm-hmm. and the other one's not till February. Mm-hmm. What can we do in between? Because we're, yes, <laughs> frustrated. And, <what> we, yes.
3: <laughs> and what party would, you know, why wouldn't you want to go to a party where part of the group is the Ohio Kinky Girls Club? Exactly. Well, I like the Fight Club, too. <laughs> <laughs> the four C stands for, ready? Uh-oh. The convoluted. Cooperative. Chukwanzizuka Luka Yeah, yeah, uh, something like that.
2: I and mean, it's on December fourth.
3: <laughs> yeah, you can head over much. to uh, adventuresinsexuality.org for more information on that.
2: Mm hmm. Oh. <laughs>
3: now before we get, so our uh, our big topic for the day is. The idea that uh, a female liquid orgasm or female ejaculation Mm -hmm. or squirty girls. Yes. Now, there's a a group on FetLife called Squirty Girls, and I posted out there, I said, hey, somebody tell me about being a squirter. Uh Uh-huh. And this is the response that we got.
0: Good morning, Dan and Dawn. This is uh, Bebe from St. Louis calling in about your uh, squirting testimonial show. What a topic. (laughs) Um... Just some of the questions that you posed about: uh, Did you learn to squirt, or it come naturally? And in the biggest hurdle to becoming a squirter, um, I'm really of the opinion that I believe I believe that most women—not all, but most women—do have this ability to be able to squirt. Um, but it, most women are afraid of it because it's very near to the sensation. That they they're afraid they're going to yearn they hold it back, they don't let that that part of their body just go and release and and to experience this, and that's probably the biggest hurdle to someone being able to you know to achieve this this wonderful thing uh during sex or play or whatever you know type of activity that you're engaging in um, I myself um i I try not to squirt distance because, you know, you don't want to clean off the clock radio or the the dresser on the other side of the room (laughs) the bed. Um, But I am very much a gusher. Um, So we've learned that, you know, we don't want to ruin the mattress. So we've learned things to put down. And the Inspire pads,
1: they're wonderful.
0: You can get them at Walgreens in the United States or off the website. Um, They're reusable and washable, and they will save your mattress. (laughs) They're very absorbent, very comfortable for girls like us. Um but it it's they're not always uh um not all orgasms are a squirting orgasm, but um once once you get this down, why would you not want them to be <laughs> unless you're in public or you know then it's kind of um but those can be fun too <laughs> well, hopefully, um our paths will cross again at another event, and hopefully here in san um it was uh, nice leaving the message. And I can't wait to hear the show. Thanks.
3: Bye. Sweet. <laughs> so, um, the way that this was approached, so um, we happen to know some people that know some people that are involved in a variety of stuff and teaching things and that kind right, of stuff. Right. Right. Well, we happened to come across somebody who had a uh, this product called female liquid orgasm and what they wanted to do is they're um it's a program Mm -hmm. that they're selling and they said this is a program that's going to help you as the lover of someone help your lady have liquid orgasms
2: and this was like perfect timing haven't i just been talking about this recently this is like something i hadn't accomplished yet mm-hmm. so I've, I've mentioned it kind of jokingly that I'd like to learn how to do it and then poof here comes this product yep
3: absolutely now <laughs> we, we have this on occasion people will say hey I've got this new thing going on mm-hmm. and, um, like the card games and such like the card games and we've always been very pro if you're running an ethical thing we'll be happy to tell the world yes. about it um, that's why we tell people about some of the events and this other mm-hmm. stuff uh, this particular item they're they're charging money for it we don't know them we said well look we don't do advertising we don't right. do commercials what we will do is an honest product review you guys send me this program you mm-hmm. send me whatever it is that if somebody bought it
2: and we'll do, the, we'll do the review for it right right and you've done that once before too with the men's well men's that's funny because thing. we did that with.
3: we've done this a few times actually mm-hmm. we did it with uh, which is, is really funny if you think about it this is how to get women to ejaculate right the other product was how for men to not ejaculate, ejaculate. <laughs> I guess that makes sense for somebody. I don't know. Um, so we said, yeah, let me see this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll read it. I'll do whatever the program does, you know, tells you to do. Right. And then we'll talk about it on the podcast. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's a nice life, actually. Yes. I kind of like it. So um, the product itself, or the program, is called Female Liquid Orgasm. And they mm-hmm. were very hip. They said, we love our product. We think you'll love it. Well, here's Keys to the Kingdom. And you check it out, and you tell people what you think about it. And we did that, and we actually talked to the person that, that runs the program, that put it together. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got some audio from her, from our conversation with her, before we got started. And we'll play yes. that in just a minute. Uh, let me tell you about the product first. Let me tell you what we have so far. So you, um, you get
2: access to an e uh, ebook, and mm-hmm. that's where I started.
3: And I read the ebook.
2: I was a little concerned about that, but I want to hear your opinion on it.
3: Well, um so really interesting the the ebook talks a lot about these different types of orgasms. It's very energy friendly. It's mm-hmm. woo-woo friendly. You know nice. it's approached from a very um from a very holistic viewpoint. Mm-hmm. It's approached from a very um I, I like the fact that they use sometimes they'll use the word yoni, sometimes the word you use pussy. You know,
2: nice so they um, mix it all up.
3: Yeah, but it's still done in a very soft. It's not done in a very in a harsh or pornographic. It's okay. done in a very welcoming, a very opening attitude sort of way. Nice. Very respectful and embracing femininity. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there that would help non-orgasmic women as well, I believe. Um, and it is written from a perspective of a male helping a female hmm now that's fine right there's, right but there are we we have to know many female female couples that would mm-hmm. find this useful as well so that's fine um so overall i'm checking out this ebook and if you want to bring more orgasmic energy not just the ejaculation wise right but just if you want to be a better lover mm-hmm. there's a lot of great shit in there and i love the focus it's a very much sacred sexuality focus where instead of you getting off you're helping your partner to achieve something and yes. that is what you're sharing with them.
2: Mm, I love all that.
3: <laughs> for myself, mm-hmm. as an experienced sacred sexuality practitioner, uh-huh. I didn't see too much in there that was new. Okay, um, But then we get into the actual female ejaculation aspect of it. And it a lot about the G-spots and uh, blended orgasms mm. and things to look out for. Another good stuff. If you're partner feels a little funny about sex, feels a little funny about some of the stuff, ways to approach them, to make them feel calm and confident. Um, If you don't really consider yourself a good lover at all, I gonna highly recommend this because it really goes through, step by step, a lot of stuff that you can do to approach your lover with the right attitude.
2: Sweet. Yeah. You know, because I I would imagine that, that attitude would have a lot to do with how that that works together, you know, if, if you're going in, if, say, you went in and you didn't, you weren't confident in yourself, you know, you don't breed confidence in the other person, so, mm-hmm. you know. Oh,
3: absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, it, again, it, it teaches you to approach your lover with an attitude of reverence.
2: Oh, nice, nice. I like that. So, oh, I'd be afraid of scaring somebody <laughs> myself. <laughs> so, but I like the reverence. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so, so that's the, the, the initial thing was the Mm -hmm. ebook. And that's what I got from the ebook. I will say, um, at that point I was like, you know what? I could have used some more pictures because they did a good job of, you know, they talk about female anatomy, but for a guy,
2: it's still a very, (laughs) what? A uter, (laughs) what? And there's inner labias and outer labias. Hell, some girls don't even know the different parts. You know, we're not down there looking at it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That takes some, some twisty emotions. (laughs) But we'll come back to that in a moment. Okay. Because so then we move into, but along with the uh,
3: the ebook, there's a number of audio clips as well. So I dropped those into my MP3 player. Nice. You can listen to them from your computer if you want mm-hmm. to. I listen to them on my way to work. Mm-hmm. Listen to them at work on occasion. <laughs> and um, nicely professionally done. Very simple intro music, outro music, and blocks of text. Well read. Good stuff. If you're a uh, prefer to learn audio versus mm-hmm. just visually, yeah, I thought that was a, that was a nice add on as well.
2: See, and that's great, and that's why I was concerned about the ebook is because I used to be a book learner, mm-hmm. and now I'm more audio, hands on, whatever. So that's nice. They combine the different learning styles. Yep. So,
3: so then there's an addition of the um, visual. The little movie clips that it comes with I as well. That's what I got to watch part yes, of. You that got, was
2: nice. You got
3: to watch some of the movie clips. Yeah. Now the movie clips are also done very professionally. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a nice blend of um, woo woo and yeah. sex.
2: Yeah. The one I watched tonight seemed to be woo woo. So it, it and, wasn't. And we don't pornographic. mean that in a right. No, no, no.
3: We mean that in a very good way. We mean mm-hmm. that in that they're respecting sexuality as a sacred thing. Right. Um, right. So what? The, but but at the same time, this is not. This is half woo woo inter and interwoven mixed, with interwoven, thank you interwoven with pictures of pussies yes. gushing yes and how to make the pussy gush
2: mm-hmm. and and this should look like this and that should look like that and if she's doing this right this will happen right and, and now yeah. I'm
3: getting to the point where the 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 visual stuff mm-hmm. which didn't really work for me before now they've added some more pictures of it you know both actual, pic, you know, not pictures of pussies, but actual pussies right. with little pointies right. poking them and not literally little arrows, <laughs> I should say, drawn in there poking at them, but also some other visual um, animation as well. And then I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm getting a better feel for where this urethra thing thingamajigger is <laughs> and where this other hooby doobie thing is. And, um,
2: so they've layered it. Yes. So they've given you this, and then they've given you this style, and then they've given you these pictures, and then they've reinforced this, and then they... Nice. Yeah, so
3: overall from that perspective, I became very impressed.
2: Sweet. And the the videos are done very
3: well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know how it can be when you've got um, people um, uh, self-pleasuring. I was going to say masturbating, but I hate (laughs) that term. But Mm self-pleasuring and other people pleasuring them. So you get to see someone... Uh, ejaculating on their own. You get to see people helping other people ejaculate. Mm -hmm. Um, And they do a wonderful job of reinforcing the fact this is not pee. You're not peeing all over each other. What the ejaculate is, there's enough science there to satisfy me, but not so Mm -hmm. much that I lost interest. Right, right. Now, all that aside, Mm -hmm. does it do what it tells you it does? Now, at this point, I'm pretty comfortable that I would recommend I, I absolutely would recommend this if you're not so, if you're a, uh, a stick your dick in them and you're done, yeah. and that's about your skill level, and your woman's like, gee, is that, is that maybe there's it? something a little else we can do too. <laughs> I
2: think we're missing something. <laughs> if you want to get started
3: on a path of sacred sexuality, if you want to get, just be a better lover altogether, mm-hmm. um, understanding women and female anatomy, mm-hmm. and get feedback from the teachers, right? One aspect that I didn't mention before is like because all of this comes, a lot of this is online. You can go out to a forum. You could say, "Hey, I tried this. I, this didn't work. Can you help me with this?" That kind of stuff's available oh, as sweet. well. sweet! Um, so they don't just leave you hanging. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they give some backup support. <laughs> so all that, uh, I very much I would recommend it so far. Okay. Now, does it actually teach me to make you squirt? So there's the interesting <laughs> answer. <laughs> 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 well, I did my study, I did my research, and then we did the very first exercise that they recommend where mm-hmm. you just explore. Yes. And we actually did that
2: uh, a few nights ago. A few nights ago. And you know what? I actually liked that um, because I've been a little nervous, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know why. I mean, I'm used to being naked. I'm used to being with you. You know, I'm used to being totally open to you. But something, even though I want to learn how to do this, it still feels a little odd to me. Sure. You know? And um, so I liked that when we got started, that you were like, you know, and this is just an exploration. Right. And it was like, ah, okay, this is not a pass or fail. Mm -hmm. We get to go play with this. And yeah. So I liked that.
3: So we we did the exploration, which is Mm -hmm. one of the first exercises that they recommend. Mm -hmm. Um, We did not actually get to see your G-spot which is a lot of the focus is on on the G-spot in this program. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's because I really didn't take enough time. (laughs) We had a hand mirror laying right there. We were supposed to use it, and I forgot. Mm -hmm. And then we did, just before this podcast, (laughs) we had our first try at seeing if we could get you to squirt. Yes. Now, for our first try, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. But I think there's more squirting to be done still. Yeah. Now, we don't know how much of a squirter you're going to end up being yet. Right,
2: right. But...
3: um, Well, you tell me, what was that,
2: you, you tell me. Okay, well, first of all, you should see how I have the bedroom set up because I got towels like laid all over the place just in case it happened. I think you assumed a water balloon
3: fight in that bedroom because we had like, if you had squirted out a four liters, we had enough towels and blankets set up around that room to cover that.
2: True. So, but, um. You know, I set it out really romantic and everything in there. Yes. Trying to set the mood. Because it, to me, it's still an experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so you're kind of going into it with, with kind of expectations, but knowing they might not happen. But, you know, there's still a purpose as to why we're there. And, um, but uh, we got, I would say we got pretty close. Um, I had sensations. You, you described to me some of the sensations mm-hmm. that I might have. And I felt like I had them the first time we explored, mm-hmm. but I didn't speak up. And this time you told me to speak up. I I was too busy moaning the first time. (laughs) (laughs) So this time you told me to speak up. So I I tried to make a point to do that and let you know, that's that feeling they were talking about. And, you know, okay, so wait, you drifted from it. So, Mm -hmm. and, you know, so I I was giving you some feedback and it really got to a point where I thought that's what was going to happen. So I got those feelings. They say that there's supposed to be a feeling that you want to pee. And I knew beforehand that um, I had already taken care of all of that. <laughs> so I knew that wasn't what was going on, and right. I knew that was a feeling to expect. And, you know, and then there were some other steps, and it felt like that's what was going on. So didn't squirt, had a fantastic orgasm, though, and had one on a level that I haven't had before. Right. It, it was very different. So, so I would
3: say we're on the path.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm not... Um... I don't know if our expectations should be set that you would squirt on our first try.
2: Probably yeah, not. Yeah. What we're,
3: so, what we're going to do is, so far, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, we've given you what we know about this so far. Mm-hmm. And next week, I guess we'll just have to spend the week practicing. Yay. And next <laughs> week, we'll be able to say Dawn is officially a squirter and this program got her there. Uh huh. Or we'll say um, we haven't got there. Okay. And we'll explore why that is.
2: Yeah. Don't, don't give me any pressure. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So we we did do a little interview with um, the woman from who put together this program, and we'll Mm -hmm. play that in just a moment. Um, You know, I'm going to point this out again. This is the way we roll right now. Mm -hmm. That uh, if you say, "Wow, this is for me," then you just go right to her website and you buy it, and we get nothing. Right. We don't, and nor do we want anything. Mm -mm. Um, No,
2: I'd rather do an honest review. Yeah,
3: I mean, we've certainly been offered commissions on a variety of products before, and it's like at this point. That's not where we're at. I want you to know that if we recommend the uh, Buddha Head G-Spot vibrator, it's because we <laughs> like that toy, not because we make uh, money off of it. Right. Nothing wrong right. with that. And and I will say this is we we're talking about that. Mm-hmm. You and I just had this conversation before the podcast started. Our uh, printer cartridges <laughs> have become Thank a you. cost of the podcast. <laughs> yes. And we may well be looking for a uh, – maybe run a commercial here and there um, – Nothing major. Nothing major. You know, it doesn't run. It doesn't cost a lot to run the podcast. Right. Um, hell, uh, travel cost. That's where our expenses run. <laughs> we'll talk about that some other time <laughs> too. Um, but, uh, you know, every once in a while, uh, boy, it'd be nice to have uh, you know, a printer cartridge or something like that. So we'll explore that and we'll see if it's worth doing. But that's for another day. So overall, flow, uh, female liquid orgasm, very neat product, very neat program. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not um, an advanced sacred sexuality practitioner, or if you're a little shaky on your own confidence levels, or if your lover, the person you're with, a female that you're with, needs some uh, guide, some um, propping up and some um, ways to feel more comfortable with her own sexuality, yes, I'm already going to recommend this. Awesome. If your goal is to have a squirting orgasm, then we will talk to you next week
2: <laughs> after we see what we can accomplish. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Okay, tonight we are sitting here with Talula, somatic sexologist and sex educator, as well as producer of Divine Nectar, a guide to female ejaculation. Hi Talula.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So
2: tonight, if I
3: understand correctly, uh, we are going to be talking about the... It's kind of scary to me, so <laughs> you'll hopefully you'll help me get over this. But we're going to be talking about female liquid orgasms. Is that correct? Yeah,
1: that is absolutely correct. And yeah, a lot of people are like, what is that? <laughs> well, I so it's-
3: you, I, well, from my background... From what I've been told, more commonly or at least commonly referred to as uh, women that squirt?
1: Yes, exactly, or female ejaculation, however you would like to call it. But yeah, most, most commonly it's you know referred to as squirting. Okay. And um, yeah, a lot of people don't either think that it does not exist or they think it's a circus act, a parlor trick, or that um, it's just pee and it really has sort of become one of those things that's like shrouded in myths and disbelief, and I have made it my career over the last eight years to just spread more awareness about it, teach people about it, and get them excited about that too, and then also overcoming any shame because they have misinformation about it. and. You know, it's already ha- they're already experiencing it, but don't know that that's what it is, and think they're incontinent or something's wrong with them, or if they've sprung a leak. <laughs> so, you know, I'm I'm here to to say that this is actually a very like inherent part of women's sexuality. It's totally natural. Um, is it the end all be all of, you know, you know? Ex- sexual experiences for women maybe for some um does every woman have to do this um no absolutely not but i do believe that every person you know should at least know about it, know what it is, where it comes from, how they could practice it if they wanted to. And in terms of men are listening to this too, how they could bring a woman to this amazing, gushing, multiple orgasmic (laughs) place that um, they probably fantasize about. Yes, it is possible.
3: So for people that may not be as uh, aware of it or clear what we're talking about, we're talking about when a woman, I guess, at orgasm, gets uh, very wet and actually has a liquid discharge?
1: Yeah, so essentially what it is is that um, this can actually happen separate, completely separate of an orgasm, or it can happen with an orgasm, or it could be considered orgasmic in and of itself, and I'm not trying to confuse everyone, (laughs) but um, it is such a diverse experience, and um, in terms of the amount of the ejaculate and what its consistency is, like essentially female ejaculate is like a watery fluid. And it's kind of, um, it doesn't smell like pee. It's usually clear. Sometimes it has like an earthy smell or it can smell buttery. It can have many different smells depending on the woman and, you know, her diet and where she's at in her cycle. Um, but it it's, can be like a tiny little drip, Uh, It could be, like, a couple droplets to a ginormous gush that could, you know, drench a bed. Um, You know, it could be, like, cupfuls. Um, And it could be something that, you know, she ejaculates once um, and has one, you know, ejaculation. Or she could ejaculate over and over and over again throughout the, the course of some session. And it comes out of the urethra. And it is basically um, this experience that a lot of women feel like they're just totally high and exhilarated by it. It's like this huge rush of relief it could be cathartic it could be like cleansing it could be exhilarating and it's really exciting for her and her partner and it's also this tangible expression that she is enjoying herself and very aroused and excited and um and usually that excitement just builds even to more and more excitement so a lot of you know people want to know too do women get exhausted from this experience is this like you're depleting like it can be for men if when men ejaculate And I would say absolutely not. It's kind of, you know, it would be the opposite. I'd say it's, like, really exciting, exhilarating, and it's prostatic fluid. So this is, like, fluid that is um, created in the female prostate, which is the G-spot. And there's these glands which surround the G-spot. They fill up with fluid when she's aroused or when you're directly stimulating the the G-spot. And then it's, you know funnels into the ducts, go right into the urethral opening or the urethral canal. And then when she either bears down and pushes out, she can release the ejaculate or it can happen, you know, involuntarily or just in a very um, relaxed sort of way too. So it can be either like very explosive and like rocket launch style, or it could be very passive and just like a little pool or (laughs) like a very like, you know, like beautiful... (laughs) Heavenly, like, little, like, droplets of water. So it can be expressed in many different ways, which is what's so exciting about it.
3: So for, I know that this is probably the one of the questions that you deal with a lot, and you've already answered it, but we're going to question it again so you can answer it again. This is not just Pete.
1: No, it's not pee. It's prosthetic fluid. Um, and, yeah, most people don't know that women have prostates, but we do. And, um, you know, that has been debated for a little while, but they realize that the G-spot is the female prostate. And... Um, when you stimulate the G-spot, that's, like, uh, right near the opening and top of the vaginal canal. It's, like, on the front wall of the vaginal canal. And if you just kind of put, you know, curl, curl your fingers upwards and and in and just do the come-hither motion, you can usually make contact with this, like, spongy mound with ridges. And once you contact... The G-spot, you know, initially it might not feel like the most arousing thing ever. For some women it is. But it's one of those things that you work with and you can build up arousal and it can become a more sensitized place. And um, if you combine that with like clitoral stimulation too, then that is a real they're really complementary together. So working directly with the G spot, where the ejaculate is produced, is a really great way if you want to learn about ejaculating. And um, yeah, a lot of people think it's pee because it has the same consistency as pee. It comes out of the urethra. But it's definitely not pee. Like, it's been scientifically proven. And also just any layman could could kind of observe the fluid, smell it, taste it, and be like, oh, like, pee has a very distinct odor and taste and look. And mm-hmm. it's very just, like, clear and watery. And sometimes doesn't have much of any kind of smell at all. So it, it definitely is very distinctly different than of ignorance and, you know, just the fact that people – you know, associate anything liquidy <laughs> coming right. out of the fem- the urethra as as urine because that's all that they they know, and it's hard to imagine that women can ejaculate. It seems like a, a far far fetched idea, but um, you know, it's definitely a lot more prevalent than people think. A lot of women are already ejaculating, and. Um, you know and, and enjoying it or women are already ejaculating and freaking out about it because they don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> and it can be very confusing um, for her and her partner too. And I've spoken to so many women who like race off to the bathroom, you know in the middle of a sexual experience just because they, they feel like they, they have to pee but they don't really know that that feeling is actually needing to ejaculate, too. So when you're ejaculating, it can also feel like you're peeing a little bit because you know it, when you're, you're pushing on the prostate, especially with the male prostate, too, when you're stimulating it, it feels a little bit like you have to pee, but it's a, it's a different feeling. It's not that you actually have to pee. It's that you actually have to ejaculate. So
2: question for you. Um, do all women have the ability to do this?
1: Um, All women definitely have the ability to do this. Um, We all have the anatomy. We all have our G-spots, the urethras, the glands, which produce the ejaculate. And we're all constantly producing the ejaculate. It's just a matter of when and if we um, are releasing the ejaculate. And um, there's many different reasons why women aren't ejaculating. I'd say the number one reason is just simply because they don't know it's possible or that it exists. So, um, like I said, they're either you know, going to the bathroom and interrupting sex to do that, or they just kind of hold back a little bit, or they just don't know that they can push out and bear down and release the ejaculate. Um, or they're completely not even in contact with where their G spots are and the most sensitive parts of the G spot and how to stimulate it. And their partners don't know that either. So you know, when you're working with a G spot, like I said, it's just more of a natural thing that starts to happen. But I teach classes for men and women and couples. And I've taught many women how to ejaculate hundreds, I think over the last several years. And through my film, I've gotten email after email of just people saying, thanks, I just needed to see it. I just needed to learn about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was able to do it. This is awesome. And now I Almost can't stop, <laughs> you know. Like the floodgates have opened, right? And that's so encouraging to hear. It's so it's, I learned how to do it myself, and uh, it's not rocket science. But I do believe that that it can take some practice, or also overcoming like sexual issues or trauma or blockages, because you really have to be in a in a really deep state of surrender. Um, and arousal to to really ejaculate to get into that space. Right, initially.
2: it feels like it'd be a very vulnerable space. So, but uh, yeah. so I've seen I've got a couple of questions here floating through my head. So I've seen squirting done once a long time ago. So that was really cool. But mm-hmm. um, it's always seemed like it's very powerful. So I have a question: Does it have to be from G spots? stimulation, which is what it sounds like it. I mean, like after I have an orgasm, I'm a lot wetter. But it's not like I've squirted or something. I mean, is it different? Is one from the other different?
1: Um, wait, can you for one second? My phone's ringing in the background. Is that, is that okay? <laughs> if I just turn off my phone? Hold on. Okay. I'm so sorry about that. No problem. It never happens us. I was trying to <laughs> race over to the phone as you are asking the question. What can you repeat um, so or not p- tell you, your question yeah, we're again?
3: Gonna take a, um, I'm going to take a little pause. You're going to hear me snap my fingers a couple times, and Don's going to repeat the question.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Are
3: you ready, baby? I'm ready. Okay. And what? you to ask the question a little more. Coherently? Yes, I'm sure. Uh, that, okay, uh, here we go.
2: Okay, so question for you then. Um, I've seen squirting done, and, it's, and you've explained this a little bit, but what I'm trying to figure out is if I've actually squirted before and don't know it. So, but when I've seen it done, it's been a very powerful thing. It's been the whole shooting across the room <laughs> type of um, squirting. So, but is it the same thing? I mean, when women have orgasms, they're usually a lot wetter afterwards. Is that the same or a little different?
1: It is. It could be the same, and it could be a little different. So so basically, there's two distinguishing factors. When women get really lubricated, mm-hmm. um, you know, oftentimes there could be a little tiny wet spot on the bed. I mean, we produce only so much lubrication, and that lubrication is, you know, mucousy and slick, and um, it's uh, lubricatory. <laughs> um, it, but actually, like, a ja- female ejaculate is actually... Um, almost like the opposite. It's very watery and it's, and it's actually, you definitely want to have more lube. I, I definitely recommend silicone lube if you're ejaculating. Cause that is, you know, it's kind of like, you know, watery. So it's not very, <laughs> very slick. So if you notice that you're, there's a lot of like a, any kind of wet spot on the bed, mm-hmm. usually that wet spot is a result of ejaculation, of female ejaculation. Okay. Um, because there's only like so much lubrication that we really can produce it wouldn't necessarily equal like a, a wet spot on the bed so most likely that is ejaculation happening but because it's not airborne or it's not projectile or it's not like some of the showier like <laughs> squirting and because it's not squirting all the time a lot of people think oh yeah I get really really wet in the bed there's like a big wet spot but it's not spurting or squirting out so therefore I'm not ejaculating and Um, that's why I'm really, I, I often, you know, stress that with female ejaculation, it can be just this tiny little droplets that you don't even know is happening, or, you know, it could be a lot more and it can just like literally just gush out or it can like be airborne depending on if you're like pushing out with your pelvic floor muscles. So those showier ones, they actually are hap, you know, happening. And you can, um, when you practice kind of get more in touch and as you practice, women notice that they get more and more wet and have more and more ejaculate just because they're able to just surrender deeper to it and get more in touch with their body. So they – usually women will kind of start out with a little bit, and then when they keep practicing, they just kind of keep opening up more and more into it. And then when you start working with your PC muscles or your pelvic floor muscles, then when you're pushing it out with those muscles, then it could be a little bit more airborne or if you're in a particular position or, you know, you're doing very particular things that are making it more airborne. But a lot of the time, it literally is just drizzling out (laughs) discreetly. So it's not (laughs) as showy as oftentimes you see in porns. (laughs)
3: Now, but specifically what you've got going on right now is a a program, I guess it's called Female Liquid Orgasm, right? Yes. And And my understanding is from this is that it it not only does it cover some some basic, some detailed female anatomy, but uh, there's also some G area uh, or G spot stimulation techniques. It discusses different types of orgasms that women have. And targeting, I guess, targeting the partner of these women that might want to learn how to squirt. You talk about how to provide encouragement and approaches that will have her open to the idea of learning to squirt.
1: Yes, and this this program is, like you said, called Female Liquid Orgasm, and they can find it if they go to femaleliquidorgasm.com. And this is like this program that I spent about a year and a half producing. Um, like, I wrote this whole ebook for it, and there's audio tutorials, and then there's, um, you know, audio interviews, and video clips, and, you know, toy lists and recommendations, and all kinds of great stuff. And, and what I realized is that, um, For men in particular, they're really wanting to become extraordinary lovers and really just know how to, you know, bring women to orgasm or have several orgasms, and then let alone female ejaculation is like, you know, that's like, (laughs) you know, one of the top things that a lot of men are really wanting to learn about too. And um, so what this program explores is how particularly men um, can work with their partner and encourage her and hold great emotional space for her as well. So it's not just about techniques. Um, The techniques, there's definitely a lot of those there, different, like, intercourse positions and oral techniques and manual techniques and toy techniques. So really, this is, like, a jam-packed program with, like, everything you could possibly (laughs) put in it Um, and then some. And, you know, additionally, there's also, like, a membership um, site too that has like blog posts and forums so people can ask their questions and whatnot. Um, but as part of this um, program that I think is really valuable and important is that it's not just a list of techniques and anatomy What I also talk about is how men can hold space and be, you know, by creating more emotional support as well as psychological support too, because women need all of that. It's like a whole package deal. If you have just one part, just the technicalities in order and you know exactly what to do from there, but you don't understand how to, to be emotionally present and available and help her feel really comfortable and relaxed and vulnerable then those techniques won't really take you very far. So it's really like understanding this, you know, holistic package of women's sexuality and just even ways to communicate and you know how important communicating is and exploring and do these exploratory sessions with your partner so that she has permission to communicate her needs so that you know guys can, can get what I call like an erotic map of of her, which is this dynamic, ever-changing map, but to get this idea and under, deeper understanding of her sexuality and really what turns her on and where, you know, some of her blockages are and where she feels really free and what, you know. So it really is a complex kind of thing, but it's exciting process to learn. It doesn't have to be grunt work by any means, and it's really it's fun to show your partner how much you care about her pleasure and about her sexuality. And then in turn, that turns them on completely. And then it just creates this really beautiful sex life where there's all these like amazing like revelations and new things that are happening. And when women have first time experiences with their partner, then there's even more of this like beautiful, you know, Feeling of like, oh, you know, this partner I had this first time experience. He, you know, I ejaculated for the first time with him, and how exciting is that? You know, he actually took the steps to actually learn and be above way above the bar. And and because a lot of guys think that they know it all already, or they're afraid to admit sometimes that they could use some more education when it comes to sex. So I think the guys who get this program and take the time to just you know look at the video clips and read it and learn about some of even just some of the basic things or like a way above everyone else because <laughs> you know it definitely um is is something that um is really valuable and a lot of the education that's out there is you know that men get is very you know porn related which I think porn is great too but as far as sex education it's not always the best.
2: (laughs) Yeah it seems to be very like technique driven so I like to hear that you know you're talking about you know that the sacred space has to be built because I was just talking about that with uh, Jim earlier it's like you know I've done a lot of things in front of people but Mm -hmm. squirting seems to be one of those that um, is a very vulnerable space it would have to be with a person that I really trusted at least the first time around. So yeah. And, I, I, and, and a lot like of times that point that out.
1: Yeah. A lot of times women have emotional um, mm-hmm. releases and emotional kind of like uh, I call them cry, like any sprinkle calls them crygasms, And I yeah, love yeah. that phrase because <laughs> those and those are awesome. There's also rage gasms that women can have and all kinds of like this whole full spectrum of emotions that women can experience. But, and that, a lot of women don't realize that that's part of their sexuality. So if they were feeling like those emotions were included as part of their sexual being and their partner gave them permission to express freely, then that actually helps women become more aroused and more into their authentic sexual space. If they're so self-conscious about, you know, how they're looking or if they're crying and their partner's freaking out and doesn't know what to do about it, you know, then they're not going to feel, like, free. And, And then really when you're working with the G-spot, it really is like an emotional center for women's, you know, it's like the emotional heart of, of her pussy. And it's really important to know that when you start going into the territory, uh, you know, you might initially think, Oh, I just want to make her squirt. It's gonna be so much fun. Yay. But really like it could for some women be a very emotional experience or bring up some trauma or it could, you know, lead to, you know, a deeper, more spiritual connection between between them, and I really think that that's something to also just be aware that you could be, you know, prepare for that, you know, right. that emotional release, and not be scared of it, but actually welcome it and encourage it.
3: Okay. Well,
1: one more question for you, if you don't mind, then
3: sure. as as we discussed prior to doing the podcast, um, Don and I are pretty much um, we we don't bring any product on here that we don't, you know, that we. You know, that we can't speak for and have some experience with, and you offered to share the female liquid orgasm materials with me, how long is it going to be before I am master of squirting?
1: Well, <laughs> that could be that could be different for every person. And like I said, for some people, it, it could take some practice, and for others, it's like they just pick it up right away. You seem like you're already fairly advanced <laughs> and very aware and conscious, so I would probably say, like, you know, within a matter of, you know, just even taking a look at some of the materials, you know, and just getting some of the basics and doing um, some practice with it, then probably within just a few sessions and also depending on your partner and where she's at, you know, and her readiness and excited, uh, you know, and, and how in touch she is with, her, with herself too, which she probably is, <laughs> um, then it really could be something that could happen, you know, right away or within a few sessions of exploring or it could be just something that over a period of time that you're like working with and learning new things as you go and the journey is the best part you know it's definitely like when you try to create a goal like some that's usually when (laughs) you know all the fun comes out of it and really like the the journey of just working with the g-spot and getting into more aroused spaces and experimenting with different creative things and communicating about it really is the exciting part of the journey so it's it's an ever ever like continuous process and I'm still on that journey myself
3: very cool all right well thank you very much for speaking with us today I very much appreciate it where can people find out more about the female liquid orgasm or about Tallulah in general
1: Um, If they go to femaleliquidorgasm.com, that's where they can find my program. And my website is tallulasulis.com, which is actually going to be in like a month, changing to (laughs) (laughs) squirtshops.com. So I'm working on my new, upgrading my new website right now so they can find me in any of those three websites.
3: Okay, Fantastic. Well, Great. thank you. Thanks again. We very much appreciate it. I, I think that Don and I should go off and <laughs> get a little practice in. The journey I the hope journey. do. <laughs>
1: to thank you much. so much.
2: Bye.
3: So, Don, do you remember many moons ago we had a sacred sexuality and we had a, a friend from Canada join us?
2: Yes, yeah. We, we started a sacred sexuality path and she helped us out with that.
3: Well, she had written us recently, and they've just done something not too long ago. Uh, back mm-hmm. on, uh, just a couple of days ago, they did a free all-day symposium with great success called Within Reach, Infinite Possibilities of Sex and Sexuality. Nice. So the idea of this one was, you know, and, and they recognize you know, when it comes to sexuality, it can be hard to find reliable and inclusive and sex-positive information. For this uh, symposium, they brought together four different sexuality educators, and they just did this whole day all free thing. Nice. Um, And I think that what they're doing now is that they've got a self-guided version of the same thing that they're offering online. Okay. Uh, We'll put some information up on our website about that, as well as a link. Um, but that's certainly something that you might want to check out. Again, if you're, you know, you want to find out more about sacred sexuality, get a start on that, mm-hmm. it looks like a great way to get there.
2: And she's very passionate about it. This mm-hmm. is her path, so I love to hear her talk about it.
3: So glad to be able to send some props that way, and hopefully you'll go check that out. Um, boy, I think that's it for today. I think it is I think it's enough <laughs> we might need more lessons to go in there and start practicing for next you know, for make sure we get that sport going sweet um, <laughs> yeah we're supposed to do at this point we're supposed to do coming up next week but I'm not really sure what we're doing next week yet
2: oh yeah I'm not sure so we'll come up with something that's good we'll be back from Kiki College and mm-hmm. we'll probably have 20 new things to talk about so well yeah that sounds like us <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Erotic Awakening is proud to support the Leather Heart Foundation, a nonprofit organization created to provide charitable assistance to individuals of all sexual orientations in the leather, BDSM, and fetish community. You can donate or find out more at leatherheart.org. Erotic
0: Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky, fun group. Find out more at AdventuresInSexuality.org. Sarah Sloan appears on Erotic Awakening courtesy of Love You Parties. Find out more about Love You Parties and Sarah Sloan at www.sarahsloan.net.
2: Music heard on Erotic Awakening, Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wunda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com.